everybody, Remy Maya here, founder of Mike's Outdoor Gym, and today I'm with Scott. How's it going, man? Good. How are you, Remy? Great. Thank you for, uh, for uh, coming to the podcast here. You're the founder of VAs for Gyms. Can you please uh, yeah, give us a quick uh, intro? You bet. Um, so I've been, a, I've been a gym owner. I'm not a current gym owner. I sold my gym in 2016, re relocate my family. Been working in the um, gym industry ever since, working with gym owners directly, mostly uh, as well as with uh, my, my, the co-owner of the business as well. We saw, we had a problem ourselves to fix. And it was, we had too much work and not enough time. And um, both of us are, are kind of entrepreneurial and we really just got tired of doing things that were repeatable. Like, I don't want to have to pull a report and I don't want to have to do this. And we started to connect the dots. You know, my partner still owns a gym and he's like, we're starting to connect the dots. Like as gym owners, we were always, we learned and we created everything ourselves right? Like you, you start your gym and you do everything yourself. So you teach yourself to do everything and you have this innate uh, desire to just do everything. But we saw this big problem with gym owners is they were in the weeds too much. So through this system, we created ourselves with our, our team of VAs. Once that got dialed in, my gym owner friends started saying, can I use you guys? I've had horrible luck hiring a VA. I don't know how to hire a VA or I've tried and it was horrible. And, and I said, no, no, and no. And then a few months of this asking, I'm like, sure. And really fast after that, it just exploded because what we were able to do is offer our entire team of VAs to each individual client. So client comes in, they get a project manager. That's the person who manages everything for them. But then they give us work and it can be an entire variety of work. And then our, that manager gives the work to uh, the person on our team who is the most qualified for it. So we have video editors, audio editors, content creators, graphic artists, spreadsheet builders, uh, admin, you know, people who do reports, people who do research. We have lead nurture. I mean, the list goes on and on. So when a client comes in, they have access to the entire pool of talent that we have. So that's what we've created. And it's been phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. So you were a coach for gym owners, right? You were coaching gym owners with their businesses in the past. So, yeah, I was working for a, a startup kind of like um, service slash software business. And my job was to onboard them for that. But through that, my job was also to cultivate relationships and it turned into actually running masterminds for gym owners. So I, not long after that um, started just masterminding with, with these gym owners and, and helping them understand, um, you know, better systems to integrate into their business and talk about, you know, sales and marketing and customer journey. So I, I was doing that for about two years regularly. Awesome. And, uh, based on that, based on that experience, what were the main things that they needed to uh, be uh, more successful? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, it's a huge variety, uh, a lot of it's just systemization. A lot of them, a lot of gym owners will just kind of wander around and try something and move on and try something else. And then they, a lot of them get caught in the weeds. I'm sure you've seen this before. They get focused on one thing and then <laughs> everything else goes to the wayside. And the funny thing about gym owners is, is they started typically with a passion because they love coaching people and they wanted to change lives. And, and really what I found is that there's a lot of inner turmoil between I started this business. Now I'm a business owner. 
and I don't get to do the things I love. And so there's a lot of inner turmoil there. And then they, the, what I talked about earlier is just they need to know that they should not be doing all of these things. Their value, their, their value is so much higher than pulling reports and processing a cancellation or, or writing SOPs or training someone how to clean the bathroom. I mean, there's just all these things that owners do that is pulling them from the real power that they have. And that's connection with uh, their current clients and future clients. You know, maybe they have, I, I always say they need to tap into their working genius. Like, what are you really good at? What are you super passionate about? Everything else needs to go to other people because right. that's where the money is. That's where, if you love doing it, that's, that's everybody else is going to see that. And your retention is going to be better. Your sales are going to be better. Your, your natural leads are from referrals are going to be better. And um, it's just going to be a better business long-term if you can tap into your working genius and also for your employees. If you have coaches, so many times, Remy, you've seen this, they hire their coaches to clean. They hire their coaches to run reports, to do social media. And wouldn't it be better to give those coaches more coaching hours because you have more money and um, and by them doing what they love, they'll be drawing in more people. It's kind of this cycle, right? Where you just really want to use people where they're really talented and skilled. So a lot of it was just talking to them about higher level focus, like, right. you know, get some systems in place for marketing and get some systems in place for coaching, get some systems in place for the admin and you do what you need to do. So a lot of it's just encouragement and really helping them focus into the right direction. Right. You want them to focus on their own zone of genius. And to do that, they can't be in hustle mode. They can't be uh, hustling, 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 hustling all the time. Because if they do that, they have no headspace to get creative. And they have right. no headspace to uh, build a culture and uh, build a vision and hold that vision for the, for the, for the team and for the, the culture of the, of the gym, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm so passionate about this. And here's the analogy I like to tell people. If they have a laptop and they, they're one of those people that opens a lot of tabs on that laptop, yeah. sometimes when you open a lot of tabs on your browser, you get that little spinning wheel of death. You get the like the, everything freezes and everything works slower. And, and what you're doing is you're maxing out that, that random access memory and your computer's having a really hard time and it can't really focus on one thing. Well, that's exactly how your brain is. Right. And what I really am passionate about is like, hey, you need to close all those other tabs in your head. You need to close the, like the, the a reporting. You need to close the accounting and the payroll and all those things you go off your list and you just keep those zones of genius open because you will have that creative flow and creative flow is where magic happens it's really hard to get into creative flow when you're hustling. It's, but like I said, when you're a gym owner, you typically started alone or with a really small team. And the only way to succeed was to go and hustle. Mm -hmm. Now you need to retrain your brain and move away from that so that you can actually work on your business. You know, this famous saying, work on your business instead of in your business. There's so much truth to that. Right. And um, actually you don't always have to be working 80 hours a week. You're going to be way more effective if you can work that down to 30 or 40 hours and still have everything happening. What would you say to a, a gym owner that is like, hey, that sounds amazing, that sounds great, but I don't have the money now. Uh, the business is <laughs> profitable or I'm barely breaking even. 
That sounds great. I want to work with you, Scott, but I just can't. What would you say to them? This is such a good question because I tell them not to work with me. And, and here's why. Because you can't put a Band-Aid on something like this. You first have to get your revenue up. And, and this is why I like I love talking to people like you, Remy, because I know that you have some systems in place to help people with that. And that's, that's what I literally would do. And that's, we have two calls when, when someone comes in. We have what's called a clarity call. And this is the kind of questions we're asking. Like, what does your team look like now? What does your day look like? Um, are you profitable? Are you, are you taking a paycheck? You'd be amazed how many people are like, no, I'm not taking paycheck. And for us, it's like, okay, look, you got to get some things in place first. So for us, the better play is to give them something that can, will get them to the place that they need to be. Right. And we'll be here later. And that always comes back in a much better sense. So for someone like that, I would literally say, hey, look, here's four resources I need you to go look at. This is where you should be putting your time and money now because they're going to give you the, RO, the longstanding ROI that's going to allow you to then up your game in this way. And they're just going to have to hustle through some of it for a while. That's starting a business. So I am a very, very firm believer in, in paying for um, services that are going to coach you and get you to the place where you need us. That's right. incredibly important for me. Right. So for, basically, I would help them get their revenue up. You would get them get their time back, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, I kind of hate the time thing because here's what happened to me when I first started using um, my first VAs. I offloaded 40 hours a week of work, but I was working 80 hours. I still hadn't learned in my brain that I shouldn't be working 80 hours. So I offloaded 40 hours a week. I was still working 60, 80 hours a week. So you have to. <laughs> so when I say you give you time back, someone will come back and like, I'm still working just as much. I'm like, okay, but have you, <laughs> have you started putting blocks in time? Have you started giving yourself time to breathe because you'll be so much more productive. So there's some education that goes along with that. But yeah, we, we can really actually extend the arm of somebody, really just make their hours stretch a lot, lot farther. And then, then there's some coaching. And I still have to do this with a lot of our clients. There's some coaching. You need to spend less time working on all these things because you will be so much more productive if you, if you block and if you do the things that are within your genius. So let's work on getting some off those the extra things you've added offloaded and not fill the gaps in with more stuff. And I think, you know, you said that you would be so much more productive. I think it's a concept that is a bit uh, hard for entrepreneurs to understand because they're like, oh, how can I be productive by working less? Well, it's because you get more creative, right? Oh, because you get more creative when you relax, when you know how to, uh, yeah, when you know how to relax, then you get best ideas and those ideas are productive not because you're gonna hustle right and i say this this is this was a really hard lesson for me to learn i think my my co um the co-owner my co my partner in this business josh right because he told me yeah josh he said scott i have to make you stop working so much and he goes i you're working like 60 hours a week i want you working 15 hours a week and my jaw was like we will never get everything done. We cannot build a business on 15 hours a week. And this was, this is like a, a year ago. I'm like, it's impossible. This is why I'm so passionate about it. But as soon as I embraced that, 
I gave myself time to go mountain biking. I gave myself time to do things, personal development. I gave myself time to do these things. Guess what happened? Our business grew faster than when I was grinding. And it and connections became much more authentic. And our clients are happier because I am wholly here and I'm able to do the things that I need to do. And then when I'm out mountain biking, walking, rucking, spending time with my family, brilliant ideas come that I would have never right. had. Like literally right. your brain is like a machine that just opens up so massively. And so now my goal is to not work more than 30 hours a week. And I love, love, love it when I hear of other business owners who've gotten to that point, because that's where real freedom and actual financial growth occur. Right. Yeah. Get your revenue up, then delegate as much as you can. And when you work, that should be uh, five, 15 hours a week so that you hold the vision for your team, so that you're here for your team and so that you transfer the, the vision to them, but not because you would have to clean the restroom. <laughs> right. And I, I'll even elevate that. And this is a really hard concept for gym owners is I'll say you need to do the same thing for your staff, your on-site staff. They should not be doing things that are below their pay grade, which is right. you should not be paying somebody uh, $30 an hour to run reports or do your social media. Right. And, and they're like, but I need to give them full time. Give them full time. Instead of that, if they're a coach, have them hang out at other classes, pay them the same. Have them hang out at other classes, have them greet clients, have them uh, talk with clients afterwards. Those connections, like have them do the things they love. Maybe they love coaching. Okay, why don't you create um, uh, another program over here? You know, I don't know what your concept on that is, but the idea is do the same for your employees that are on site. Help them work within their working genius. Right. And um, your clients, your clients will notice that culture. So you're not stealing from them you're actually leveraging them, which will increase the bottom dollar, which makes you pay as a gym owner, make more so that you can pay your employees more as well. It's a, it's a win-win. You just got to get that tedious stuff right. off of the plates. Right. Great. So with the social media marketing that you do, right, your VAs will help the gym owners with the social media marketing you can follow up with their existing leads. You can warm up their list of Instagram followers or their email list or whatever, right? So actually it is going to improve the revenue if yes, they have an existing base of followers already or an email list already or, or something like that. Uh, what's your point of view on organic marketing versus paid marketing? Oh, that's a good question. There's definitely time and places for both. Absolutely. 100%. I think organic just needs to be really authentic, rich content that, that when people come because they found you on Google, my business, or when people come because they saw your Facebook group, they come in and they're comparing you with somebody else in town. And they look at this and you're not just posting pictures of people lifting barbells and doing burpees. You've got content that speaks to them, that speaks to their soul. You've got stories about people um, and the transformations they, they, they made. And what even gets better is you know your avatar you, and you start interviewing your avatars and our team creates tons of mark, social, social media content out of this, that organic. When someone does land on your spot, there's, it's, it's a no brainer. They're like, this guy 
posting inconsistently and it, I don't even know what he's doing. I like, look, everybody knows if you're a gym, your people are going to be working out there. You don't need to be posting pictures of people <laughs> working out. Like they already know that happens, right? So that organic is really good baseline. If you need people, that's where real strategies come in place. If you need more bodies in, then, then you've got this baseline. Like for us, it's, it's um, you build this really rich content. And then if something really is hitting with your ideal client or you, you start, you know, our team watches analytics as well. That's one of the reports they can give you. Then you can start putting money behind it or using whatever techniques you you employ or um, have our team build a funnel if that's something that you think or a landing page and then that stuff comes in and our team can nurture it and and book appointments it's that's what they do or even if somebody likes a post our team can go in and say hey i saw that you like the post they can see if they're a member if they're not a member they can do a little background see if it's a good fit and then reach out to them hey i see you like to post here's considered coming in and checking that out you know or whatever you might want them to say so organic is very good as long as it's systemized and um, it's not taking you massive time. And then when you really want to turn up the dial and you need to turn up the dial, that's where, you know, um, real paid advertising really takes a takes the seat and needs to get in play. But you got to have that really beautiful organic stuff going on to really okay. kind of get people come excited. Yeah, it's definitely complementary. The way I see it is that. Um with the organic stuff, you're not going to really reach a new audience. It's a great follow-up method to convert your followers into clients. But it's not exactly. like going to, to reach a new audience. With paid ads, now you reach a new audience. And so when Breaking you do two together, that's how you, uh, with pay, paid ads, you create new followers and then those followers become clients with your uh, organic um, social media. Yeah. And I've done this. I I've been a study. I've studied this. Like, you know, I see paid ads come across all the time and I'll follow it. And then I'll go look at the company and you'll see real fast, like, oh my gosh, they just did paid ads. They just had somebody come in and do something, but I don't know that they can back up what they're saying their services because there's no proof of it anywhere. Right. Right. And that's what you want is you want there just to be a really nice foundation for people like, okay, yeah, these guys are legit. Right. So that's, that's the important thing and, and getting reviews, like, you know, having a system in place to get your clients to give you reviews on Google and um, Facebook and all those other places so that there's social proof, which is incredibly important. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I see in the background stories that sell, that's your podcast. Can you tell us yeah, I, more about that saying? I think this, the full saying is facts tell, but stories sell. Can you I, tell us a bit more about storytelling? Oh man, I'm so, I'm, I'm so passionate about it because it's changed my life. Right. I mean, I started with a, I'm wearing the hat brotherhood of fatherhood and that's a passion project of mine. I started with the podcast there, but what I realized is that as business owners and me being a business owner, I have a story and that story is really a very unique selling proposition because people will relate to real, uh, human connection. And I believe that you as a business owner should have a way to tell a story. And that's really what sells. Now, it might not even be your story. And that's what I'm saying, like do client interviews. Those stories of your clients sell facts. We helped um, 40 people lose 10 plus pounds this year. It's okay. But they want to hear the story about I was a mother and or I'm a mother and I was having a hard time playing, getting down on the ground with my kids. 
and playing. And that I knew that if I didn't change something, when I got older, I wasn't even going to be able to pick up my grandkids. Now I can play on the floor for hours without getting sore. That's a story. And I'm so passionate about it. Business owners need to be so good at telling stories. And I've found that like the best way to systemize it is to have podcasts. And there's, we've, we've built, our team has built out other ways to systemize it because it's kind of that Gary V thing. You make one long form piece of content, whether it's a podcast, an interview, a selfie video, and then our team just breaks that up into all sorts of pieces that speak to people. It's those stories. I'm so passionate about it. I'm so sorry. I can go on forever. Awesome. But, no, no, go for it. <laughs> that's really, and, and I, I started that podcast one to connect with business owners because I connect with business owners and we offer solutions for business owners. But number two, I love letting business owners tell stories. And then we give them that content that we create from their story and say, Hey, go spread the love, show this to people. And they love it. And it's just such a, it's just a, a passion that I love doing that. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I think, you know, if you can give people, give them something of quality that really matters to them, they're obviously going to follow you. So think of the same way as I think of it. The more you can give to clients and to your community, the more they're going to like tune in and pay attention. And then when they're thinking, Jim, you're you're the first person on their list. Right. Do you have a framework to do that storytelling? You know, like for well, instance, there is the hero's journey. Yeah. There are different frameworks, right? Do you have a specific yeah. framework to share a story? You know, I, this is where I need to do some work because I, I, that's a really good question. It's really challenging to me. This is an area of growth for me because I'm, I'm good at pulling out other people's stories and I can tell the story of like VAs for gyms because I've practiced it and I'm very passionate about it, but just stories. I like the heroes, the hero's journey is really what I've kind of leaned on. Um, but, and, and I've, we've, we've kind of worked through some of the, the stuff that you learned from Russell Brunson and um, framework that out, but uh, it's something I want to get better at, honestly. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think, you know, there are different frameworks, the hero's journey. Also, there is the Pixar framework, Google it. It's a, all the Pixar movies, right? Are following the structure. The one I use- Right, I've heard is, of that. Right. Uh, let me see if I can put it up here on the, on the screen. Um, let's see. So that's the Pixar framework. It's all their stories are are under the same framework, correct? Right, exactly. So I'm going to share my screen with you here. Uh, there yes. We go. So, okay, there it is. Once upon a time, there was dot, dot, dot. And every day, dot, dot, dot. But one day, dot, dot, dot. And because of that, dot, dot, dot. And because of that, dot, dot, dot. Until finally, dot, dot, dot. That's right? a brilliant framework. Yeah. And so I simplify it. Uh, what I teach, right? We teach also storytelling inside my program. Uh, we have a framework, it's called the DSFR. So it's dream, setup, fall, and resolution. So what is the dream, right? Actually, it's once upon a time, there was a little fish in the ocean, you know, Nemo. <laughs> and every day, every day, Nemo was doing this and so and so and so. And so the every day is the setup, right? So my framework is dream, setup, fall, 
resolution DSFR. So dream is once a time. Setup is you know everyday life, but then one day that's the fall, right? And then the because of that yep. and because of that, those are the consequences of the fall. And here, when you do storytelling with the fall, you want to be vulnerable. The more vulnerable you can be, the better, right? Uh, and then is the resolution. That's the until finally the resolution, the aha moment. And so if I share my screen, let's see. I would say that, you know, if uh, here we have a time like that, mm -hmm. and let's say this is the, um, on, on the, on the Y axis here, this is the hero reaching the dream or not, right? Well, at the right. beginning, the, the hero is like like this, you know, that's the that's the beginning of the story. But then warm, something happens, and it's rock bottom, right? But usually, yep. what you find at rock bottom here, you find a aha moment. And here is the big right, breakthrough, right. the big haha, and boom. And then here you reach your dream. Yeah, that would be this is interesting. Yeah. This is, this is interesting because one of the frameworks we put into place is um, was kind of adopted from uh, the story brand. And we teach people, uh, our, our clients, if they want to do client interviews, to ask them where you were. You know what you know it's kind of the same thing you walk them through using questions to get them from what it was it like when was that moment and then what happened has, since you've been here at the gym and right. those stories are emotional and if you can make someone cry while they're telling that story like man you you got gold right because you know you've really tapped into their their uh their emotions that's amazing that you teach that because that is such an important thing when you own a business, you've got to be able to tell stories in a very effective manner. Right. Awesome. So uh, you do those kind of storytelling uh, videos. Also, you were speaking about podcasts. So you have your own podcast, but you recommend to your gym owner clients to have their own podcast as well. What If they're willing. Yeah. What should they speak about on that podcast? What should they do? That's, that's a really great, and we have this all outlined and we coach people through it. And because it's, it's podcasting is this big thing and, and you can do it wrong really easily and you can do it right actually really easily. So um, the, the first initial thing that I want people to understand when we say you should do a podcast, it is just a marketing or a, a content creation machine. It just creates all sorts of content. So there's three things that we really kind of give as options to our clients. We let them do whatever they want, but we're kind of guiding them along. It's one is the interview, like interview. There's two types of interviews you do. You do, or three, you do a coach of yours so that you're establishing their, their knowledge and their authority. And you're getting to the, you're going through their story. Like, where were you? Okay. You found fitness and you, now you're doing this and what joy do you get out of it? And now you're getting the voice of your coaches and your team out there in the world. So people know that they matter. So you've got your coach, right? So you do coaches interviews, then you you've got member interviews and member interviews are really powerful. You interview people that you want to duplicate in your gym. You don't interview the negative Nancy's 
Or if you do interview them, you interview them just to make them feel good, but you don't have to put out the content, right? So you interview your client and then you get that, all that content and you're putting that content out because you want other people to be drawn to the same stories, the same ideas, the same lifestyles. Here's another. And then the other one we say is like, get professionals in your community. Even if an orthopedic surgeon doesn't go to your gym, but they're in the community, have them on your podcast. One, you are now letting them have some authority and they're going to be thinking about you when they have a client that says, I've always wanted to do CrossFit. It's now, now that I've been healed, I've, I've had this surgery. Can I go do CrossFit? You want to plant that in their head. But here's the other thing is now you're reaching into their circle and orthopedic surgeons have a great circle. They have people in their circle who probably make money and making money is a really good thing to have your clients too, because that means they can pay for your services. So you're, you're reaching a new circle. When you interview your members, there's another magic that happens. By interviewing your members, they feel super special. They may not tell, a lot of people aren't naturally good at referring people or sharing things. Some people just literally do not have the skill to tell their neighbor, their neighbor goes, oh my gosh, you look amazing. They're like, thanks. When they really should be, thank you so much. I've had the most life-changing experience going to my gym. You should come with me. There's people that just don't do that. They're like, thanks. They don't even think of, they love you to death, but they don't know how to do it. So how do you access that circle? Because you want to access that circle. That's low hanging fruit. Well, you get them on a podcast. They are super proud about it. You make content of them and you tag them in that content and then they will repost it. You have now reached their circle and, and told a story that they should have been telling all along. So like, and this is just part of the puzzle. Like so much comes out of this. And then you can do like nutrition podcasts, like where your nutrition coach comes in and talks about concepts because you want to give really high value for free. And then someone says, those values, those concepts are awesome. I need help. Who am I going to go see? I'm going to go see this. So if you have another service or another outlet, you want to have just conversations with the people who are leading that about that. So it's a never, you'll never run out of people to interview if you take this approach. And then I actually like owners just to go on themselves once in a while and have a solo. It's a great thing to go three things you can do before the holiday season to make sure you don't gain weight or that you will not, you know, whatever, something really yo-based, like do some super like three tips too, or whatever, and just do a 15 minute. We can create all sorts of content out of there. You know, what's really hot right now works really well for us is those carousels on Instagram. It's like one page and it flips to the next and it flips to the next. Well, if someone does a, a, a solo interview or a solo podcast and does, you know, the five five best ways to get started in your nutrition journey. Well, that's a beautiful carousel. that's going to get attention. And then you put money behind that in Instagram. People are like, Hmm, interesting. And so you'll get more following and yeah. So those are really the, the, the first concepts. And some people are not comfortable speaking alone. So start with client interviews, just interview them and talk about their life and, but have this framework, just like you said, it's funny because the framework is very similar. Have this framework where I was, what I saw, what happened, and then what happened and then what my action was joining the gym and then what happened from there. Right. Awesome. How it changed my life. Awesome. Awesome. And so basically that's the only piece of content that the gym owner would have to uh, produce. That's maybe half an hour, 45 minutes 
one hour max, but then from that one piece of content, how many pieces of, pieces of content will you actually generate? You're going to multiply that content because you're going to extract uh, maybe some extracts of that uh, video or oh, yeah. you're going to extract the audio or you're going to extract a bunch of stuff, right? How video many video clips? Like, so yeah. I'll tell you what I used to do and, and why I don't do anymore. I would do three sub one minute video clips of the, of the guest, three to four, so up to four of, of just little snippets. And we would put the big title on top of a really catchy title and the subtitle underneath. Then I would do three or four of me as the host. And this is what I would teach gym owners. Then we would do three quotes from each person and do quote cards with images of that person. So they're stills um, and they're just real grabby. Then we would do a blog post. Um, <laughs> and then we would do uh, the two to five minute segments that go on YouTube that are really great for SEO and Facebook video and IGTV. Um, so what is that? That's up to eight, nine, 10, 11. Uh, and then we do an audiogram, which is a still with a, a waveform on it. Right. Um, a clip from the, so I would get between 12 and 18 pieces of content per interview. Wow. <laughs> and then it, it is great. The gym owner has to produce just an interview or a podcast. 45 and minutes. They don't have to worry about their yep. content creation anymore. Nope. And here's, here's the good problem I have. I was just looking at my, even my, um, one of my social media and there's 182 assets scheduled right now. And, um, I've pared it down to two and two, two clips per person, one for me, because there's just too much content. Like, and that's, that's a problem everybody should have. So now I have stuff made. I'm like, I like that one best and that one best, but it, <laughs> Like we'll commit, we'll, we'll create as much content as you want. Like, don't, we don't hold, we don't say you can only have five. Right. Like if you want 15, we'll make 15. If you want to squeeze every last drop out of it, we'll squeeze every last drop out of it and only do one podcast a, a month. Great. 45, 45 minutes a month. After a few months, you're going to have, you're going to have stuff flying every day. And some people are like, well, I don't want that much stuff on there. I don't, I'm not a believer in that. I think you should have two to three things hitting every day. Cause if it's on your page, people aren't going to see it. You have to do a lot of volume to get seen unless you're paying for it. But then you start to get some analytics and understand what's hitting and what's not. So then you can start tweaking. Actually, I want more videos. Those are really hitting a lot better. Or I want more stills. Those are really hitting better with my audience. Right. So there's, um, it, it's such a, it, it's, we call it the, the social media machine. Like it's a machine building social media for you. So I really, really, really love it when someone comes in with an open mind to create a podcast because I know that they're going to maximize their time that way. Awesome. And do you have a process for the gym owners to connect with other uh, business owners? You said, you know, connecting with other professionals in the local community. Do you have a process for that, for that, for Ooh. them to, uh, to reach out to them? No, but you know, it's, it's super easy. It's just asking your members, <laughs> like, do you guys have like, it, it, usually you'll have somebody really highly professional in your gym. You know, that's who you want to really, you want to tap into that person. If you have an orthopedic surgeon, use the orthopedic surgeon that comes to you because they already love you. But if you don't ask your, ask your, you should be putting out, um, you should be having this nice referral cycle going on in your gym anyway. You, right. you should be promoting other businesses in your community. It's right. very powerful. 
And so it's just asking questions. Hey, you know, if somebody went through surgery, Hey, was that, was that person awesome? Would you recommend them to someone else? Like, sure. Well, who was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you can reach them. Hey, you recently worked on my client or you did a surgery on my client. She spoke praises of you. I'd love to have you on our podcast to interview about, you know, your professional, your, your professional um, life and how you impact lives and your view on sports injuries or something to that nature and how people can avoid sports injuries. So just something that's a value for your listener and also your, um, for them to get their voice out. Yeah, I think that's a great way to ask uh, your, uh, your members. I'm just going to share my screen real quick. If you want to multiply that even more, we have a, we have a software, uh, it's an all-in-one platform. It's called the, the MaxOut all-in-one platform for you to do your lead generation, for you to do your lead follow-up, et cetera, et cetera. But if I go down here and uh, we have one, really of the, cool. one of the features, it's our lead finder feature. I'm just going to zoom in here. And uh, actually here, for instance, you can type chiropractor and your city. And it's going to give oh, you a wow. whole list of all the chiropractors in your city. And then it's going to add it inside your CRM. And then you can send a text message or you can send an email to all the chiropractors in your city. And you can be like, hey, I have a CrossFit gym and I would love to, to partner up with you and interview you for a podcast. And you send that to 200 chiropractors. Well, you we can be sure that at least 10 of them will reply. Uh, five will be, uh, we want to be on your podcast. And then now you have five business partners that are going to send you uh, leads all the time. Absolutely. This is brilliant. I mean, this is just basically taking what I just said and multiplying it by 10, right? right. I mean, yeah. That, and it saves a ton of time. And again, if you show people you care and let them talk about their business, they're going to talk about yours. Right. This yeah. is the way it works. Yeah. And to show people that you care is not about being like, hey, I'm Remy and I care. No, no, no. It's <laughs> not about what you say. Again, facts tell, stories sell. So it's not about what you would say. It's about your vibration and about... Mm -hmm. uh, your body language, your tone of voice, uh, the kind of questions you're going to ask and how you're going to actually care without having to say it, right? Yeah. And you know how one of the best ways to improve your vibration, your body language and your attention to people is Got take it. all the crap off of your list. <laughs> Get rid of all the menial stuff so you can really hone in on people and not be stressed out. I remember when I, I owned my, my first gym or my only gym early in the days, I would be sitting in the office and I had a class I was coaching. I'd be sitting in the office doing billing and I'd notice somebody's bill was rejected or something. All that did was created stress in my head. And then I had to go coach. Guess what? I wasn't being a good coach that hour because I was worried about something. So that's some things that you really have to identify is you got to get rid of the stressors so that you can really pour into the people in front of you at that moment. Because right. that will change that vibration. They'll change the energy right. a lot. Right, for sure. I have uh, two more questions for you. Awesome. Uh, do you find that most gym owners have similar needs or do, they are, or do, do your VA uh, needs differ drastically from clients to clients? Oh man, you, you, <laughs> you broke up. I couldn't quite hear what you were asking. Oh, sorry. One more time. I'll repeat again. Do you find that most of your gym owner clients have similar needs or do your VAs or their VAs, right? needs mm -hmm. 
differ drastically from clients to clients. Oh, that's really good. I, I would say most of them have the same base needs. And I would say most of them have the same needs. There are a few who we say have unicorn managers and these managers love what they do and they do a ton of stuff, right? And, right. and so then for them, it's more of the podcasting stuff. It's more of creating, but most everybody needs help with regular admin stuff. They need help with regular reports and they need help with payroll and, um, you know, just that kind of stuff. So they mostly have the same needs, but we're, we allow for that one off because not, not every business is the same and, you know, go and do some research, go do like a big project. Uh, you know, you and I were talking about that before we hit record, like do, there's gyms that need a big project. One that I spoke of was a gym that has, he, he works with athletes, student athletes. So he said, Hey, you know what I need from you? I need a I need every school identified in a 20 mile radius and the, and the contacts for the athletic department and the coaches for that school. So that's a project that we did. Now we're not going to do that for everybody, but we were able to gather all this Intel for him and give it to him. So he could reach out to them or have our team reach out to them. So there's differing needs in that, but really most people fall under these umbrellas of, you know, the standard SOPs that we already have in place. And that's the beauty of it. We have a bunch of SOPs in place. We can say, hey, look at these 30 SOPs. Are any of these interesting to you? Because they should be, because you should be doing them. And if you let us customize them for you, put them in your SOP book. By, by, when someone's with us for six, seven months, they have a stack of SOPs that anybody could pick up that job now because they're very specific. We have a very way that we do SOPs. So you, we're building an SOP book for you. So um, they're, they're very similar but we, let, we allow it to be completely customized. Right, awesome, awesome. And the uh, last question, do you find that gym owners typically uh, work well with the concept of you know, uh, a VA? Or is it tricky to align one of your, your clients or one of your clients with the right VAs? So our VA team is pretty phenomenal. I mean, uh, and, and you know, we have a lot and we, um, are very, I have a very, very stringent process to hiring. But the biggest, I'm glad you asked this question, is the biggest obstacle and what I really talk a lot about, in fact, I'm doing a, a webinar next week on this, is how to delegate, how and when to delegate, because there's this fallacy in our mind that no one can do it as well as us. And that is something I just have to teach all the time. Because once I realize that, yeah, I, I can do this really good, but I have the ability, I can screen record it and send my process to them and say, Hey, look, here's my process. What happens is they'll come back and say, that's awesome. I'll do it. Here's your SOP. But I was thinking, what if we did and almost everything that I gave them, they have come back and improved. So the work is actually better. So we have to work a lot with gym owners on just understanding that with time, the work output is actually going to be better because they're not stressed on the, on all the different levels, they're doing what they're good at. They're doing what's within their wheelhouse. Right. And so we have to really work with gym owners, getting over that. No one can do it as good as me, or no one can do it as good as somebody on site where someone on site, their real, real, real benefits. The fact that's the eye to eye boot, bootstrap to bootstrap. That's the stuff that really matters. If they're on site, all the other stuff, believe it or not, can be offloaded to a virtual team. What I, what I believe is that. Gym owners, personal trainers, the one thing they sell 
is intimacy and mindset coaching. Right? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's the that's one money. thing that you, you sell as a gym owner, mindset coaching. And so if you're busy, you know, editing your video, editing your podcast, doing your accounting, uh, sending that email, handling uh, memberships and payments and contracts and well, you're not going to be able to provide that intimacy and that mindset coaching. So delegate it all, learn the mindset coaching skill. That's one of the things that uh, we teach. And then just double down, triple down, actually 10x the mindset coaching that you provide. That's real transformation. I, that was one of the first things you told me about that you did when I was asking you and you said mindset coaching. I was like, this guy gets it. It's so important. And an, another hidden another hidden sneak sneaky thing that can steal your, your energy and your time is, oh, I need a website update and I don't want to do it. Now I got to go find someone to do it. Do you know how much time it takes to find people to do things like that? And then you're shopping for price. And before you know it, you've spent 10, 15 hours just to get someone to do the thing you wouldn't. That's why we want to offer everything that might happen that you need so that you're not searching anymore. You just say, hey, to my manager, maybe it's Mary. Hey, Mary, I have a website update thing that needs to happen. Can you guys do that? Our answer is going to be, yeah, give us some information. We'll do some research and figure it out. And so then you're freeing up that headspace, but you have to be, you have to have your own mindset figured out before you can do mindset work with other people. And that requires time and focus and um, the real transformation. You really want to change lives, work on mindset with your clients. Absolutely. Mindset transformation is, is next level. This is you developing a niche and a, and a, and a, um, a standard for yourself in the, in the market that barely anybody else is touching on. You're going to crush it. If you do that, I'm going to share my screen one more time. Um, I believe there are three niche in the fitness market right now. You've got the cheap, you know, the cheap ones, let's say, uh, planet fitness. It's 10 to 50 bucks per month. Yep. And that's, uh, yeah, Planet Fitness, let's say. I'm then impressed you can write. With you have the, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm writing with my mouse here. It's not that easy. Uh, then you've got um, the average one. So here, that's probably, let's say, your CrossFit gym, your Orange Theory Fitness your, uh, what else? You have um, Soul Cycle. you have, uh, you know, the boot camps, and it's probably 50 to 150 a month, right? Yep. And then you have the luxurious stuff, kind of like uh, Equinox, right? Yep. So the luxurious stuff, and now it's like 500 plus per month, and it's Equinox. Well, let me introduce you to a fourth category, actually, that is right here. And that's the holistic transformation center category. Mm. And to become that a transformation center. So here, transformation, transformation center. Now, uh, that's between 150 and 500 a month. Yep. And the one thing you got to do is mindset coaching. <laughs> if you want to become transformational, that's the one thing you got to do is to focus on that mindset 
but you won't be able to focus on that mindset until you're hustling. And so that's why you need uh, Scott services. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thank you for that. But yeah, that's such a, how many client, your client number can go down quite a bit. You can, and you can earn more money if you hit that, that zone. Absolutely. Yeah, you can have 150 members. You're charging maybe $250 uh, a month. Well, if you do the math, uh, that's uh, 150 times uh, 250. That's 37.5K uh, per month times 12. That's 450K. with just uh, 150 members, right? Right, right. It's a half a million dollar yeah. business with just 150 members. It's a pretty easy uh, business and uh, you're making good money already. Yeah. Exactly. And it's that mindset. That mindset is what will fix their fitness. It'll fix their nutrition because once you get to the core of what's going on and let the, and change the way that they process and think about it, right. then we're going to start seeing transformation. Right. But for that, yeah. you need the time. So uh, <laughs> give us a little pitch uh, about your services. How can we learn a bit more about your services? Yeah, so that that's we can have a more time to focus on that mindset become a transformation center and stop competing with all the other gyms in town and become the only one uh, providing uh, that real transformation. Yeah, well, I, I honestly and wholeheartedly will say first, if you're not making money and you can't afford a service, this is really going to save you time. You need to get your stuff together and you need to, you need to reach out to Remy. But um, if you are at a place where you're like, hey, I'm ready for that, you can go to vasforgyms.com. And then um, I'll also give Remy a, a link that he can use and put in the, the show notes or whatever provide for you um, so that it just directly, I know where you come from. It's really important for us to know where you come from. Um, but these for gyms.com is just going to identify who the client is. And then there's a little link on there or the link from Remy and you'll get a 10 minute call, just a 10 minute call. Because our first thing is to tell you, yes, you're good or no, you need to go find that other resource. And, and, um, that's the whole thing. And you can ask a few questions, but then the next thing we do is we book, uh, like a 45 minute call to an hour call. And we really dig in and, and make sure that we can really deliver for you. And so that's our process. We're not going to waste your time up front. Um, and, and you can, you can check out VAs for gyms group on Facebook. And, uh, that's, those are the main places to go or Instagram. We're on there as well. Awesome. I really appreciate the time, Remy. It's been really awesome talking to you. Thank you, Scott. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.